2: Hello and welcome to My Favourite Takeaway, the podcast for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. Uh, This is the show, for those who haven't listened before, where we go into the homes of celebrities and we have their favourite takeaway with them just as they'd normally enjoy it. I am Tom Crane and I am joined by my good friend Simran Shah. How How are you, Sim? Yeah, I'm really good, Crane. Sim, I I want to talk to you about something, okay? Um, Last week's show, uh, you may remember, I pitched you two different ideas for delivery apps.
3: Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. I do remember, yeah. Uh,
2: Just to refresh your memory, if if you haven't heard it, one was basically uh, a high-end delivery app where the delivery drivers turn up dressed as waiters and then give you your food, give you an idea of sort of a restaurant experience. And the other one was... Uh, An app where whenever you've ordered a dish, it then gets crossed off and you can never order it again. Basically, try and expand people's culinary horizons. Now, on Saturday, um, I was stuck in heavy traffic and I had another idea for a terrible, terrible app. And I thought whether you would be interested in hearing my third idea for a delivery app.
3: I wouldn't immediately pitch your app as being terrible, terrible app. Because I think ah, yeah. that says up for full there. But go on, I'm up for it. Go on, tell me, it, great. I'm all but it is it not good
2: to be self-effacing? If I, if I went to this Dragon's Den and thought, I'm not really sure there's anything, anything in that, <laughs> they think, oh, this is refreshing. <laughs> I like this guy. Let's, <laughs> let's find <laughs> out. Now, here's my idea, um, Deborah, if you're listening. Um, I was stuck in traffic. We were on like a, a dual carriageway, couldn't move for ages. We were starving, me and my girlfriend, kids in the back, also starving what we're we going to do about it i thought what about a delivery app which is all motorbike based and it entirely works along motorways and dual carriageways and they drive up along you 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 order on your app you wind down the window and they pass you your food through the window thoughts on that it's it's a motorway based delivery app hold on, a, on a
3: second minute. are they passing your food so as you're driving yeah. there's a there's a motorbike <laughs> driving alongside you at on a motorway so it like 70 miles per hour and then yes. you're winding down the window and then that they're just passing the food at that speed through the window no hot drinks
2: no hot drinks so i ideally ideally they're meeting you in traffic and it's a nice car experience but if you are going at speed then they have to match your speed
3: and then see the food through the window I actually think it's quite a good idea i mean okay and then and then when the food is passed through the window are you eat it you presume you you're just you're eating it then and there you're eating it
2: with your mouth and using your teeth to sort of chew the food and then swallowing it. That's, that's kind of how it works. I don't, I don't know how to explain the eating situation. The eating the eating is consistent in and out of the car. I don't know how things work with you. I mean, How do you consume food when you're in a car? Where's
3: that going, Sim? Well, I'll tell you what, Crane, I'm not consuming food at 70 miles per hour when I'm in the car.
2: I do see this as an issue. Okay, The 70 mile an hour thing is an issue, which is why there's a simple thing. All you need is an additional... Very, very, very slow lane, just for food. <laughs> That's what so you, It will need a complete reimagining of the, uh, the sort of infrastructure of travel around, around the country. Okay. But it's, it's a really slow lane. You can get your food. You don't have to pull off into a service station. which often slows your journey by another 40 minutes. You, you get on your way. The motorbike goes on to its next fare. I mean,
3: I don't know. I think there's something in it. So let me get this right. You've got a, a food lane. Yeah. The slow lane. Yeah. The middle lane. And then the fast lane. Okay, and the food in is only for the motorbike delivery drivers. It would be open to
2: any hungry travelers. How do you determine if they're hungry?
3: How are you going to stop people who are not hungry just using the lane just to get past? You need to determine whether they're genuinely hungry or not.
2: Well, when people used to indicate back in the day, they put their arm out the window and they do like a circular movement, and that's how you'd indicate you're going right or left. With this one, you'd have to rub your stomach in a circular movement. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, I'm not, there may be issues with this idea. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in this, but what I think it would need is it would need a convincing name for this. Okay. App. And another community name for the Food Lane, that you could call it the Food Lane. So I wonder if any of our listeners have got a good idea for what (laughs) Crane's app should be called and what you would name the Food Lane, uh, then send them through. And we'll read out some of the best ones. And also, I think, what,
2: what hey, if, if any listeners have any ideas for any food apps, things that they think could improve the food app game, then send them to us on hello at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast.com. We want to hear them because there might be something out there that's going to make you millions. Who knows? Absolutely. Send them in. Now, Sim, talking about stuff being sent in from our wonderful, wonderful listeners, uh, we have, as always, had brilliant stuff come into the show. Uh, and this week, Sim, what, what, what have they sent us?
3: Okay, so we've got our uh, first email from Chris. So Chris says, uh, loving the podcast, although I do find I can only listen whilst either cooking, eating, or just after eating and find myself craving takeaways. That's a good yep. start, Chris. Thank you, we like you. Okay, <laughs> during, during a lockdown Zoom party, I ordered a kebab to help absorb some of the alcohol I've been consuming. Issue was, it was already getting quite late and I was getting quite tired. Aww. Next thing I know, I wake up in the morning on the sofa with my wife standing over me with a white plastic bag <laughs> containing the kebab. Ooh. Turns out I had drifted into the front room, fallen asleep, and the non contact delivery driver, remember them, had left the kebab by the front door. Has ah. this ever happened to you? So, Crane, has this ever happened to you? I mean, this, by the way, this image, Chris, that you painted <laughs> of your wife. <laughs> standing over you with a white plastic bag containing the kebab is yeah. not only is pretty sinister. It is a bit, isn't it? My
2: first <laughs> question is, well, has she just removed my liver? That would be my first <laughs> response. So, so just to cut to cut through this, so he's saying he was so drunk he fell asleep on the sofa, and they just they just left the kebab the kebab on the doorstep because you know there's no exactly. way of informing him. They probably, I imagine, they knocked. He didn't get that. It was a contact free delivery, so the kebab was there out on the doorstep overnight. Um, that has never happened to me. Um, no, cause I mean, I'm always, I'm so focused on the food arriving <laughs>
3: when I've ordered food. Have you ever done that thing where you've fallen asleep and, uh, you've ordered a takeaway, you've fallen asleep and then you wake up again and then you carry on eating the takeaway. Oh, have you done that? I've done that when I've ordered a pizza and I've fallen asleep and I'm not gonna, lie, the pizza box might just be lying on my chest. And then I've woken up like 10 minutes later and I'm like, oh, oh, and I still got the pizza. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And I take a <laughs> bite and I keep going. And back into another cheese dream. <laughs> the,
2: so I've got some questions here. First of all, look. A kebab, you can shove that through the letterbox. It's the right shape. You don't need to leave that outside. Surely you'd feed that through the letterbox.
3: Are you kidding? You're sorry, you're shoving a kebab through the letterbox?
2: I think so. Or if it was a pizza, maybe slice by slice, it'd go through the letterbox. But I think that's, you can get that. <laughs> get it into the house, can't you? <laughs> my, my other question is, what, what I would love would be if uh, it was like Amazon and because it's three in the morning and they couldn't get a hold of you, they they left it with your neighbour. Your neighbour woken yeah. up at three in the morning. Sorry, Steve, Steve doesn't seem to be in. Can we leave this with
3: you? <laughs> the next morning, coming around with it, you turn up at the post office in two days' time at your delivery sorting office, and there is literally just a thousand kebabs. There is <laughs> a chilli and garlic cube one side. Of course, there is no address, so the
2: person in the post office is just having to <laughs> sniff each of them, going, "No, I think that I think that's falafel and hummus." But it's Oh, yeah, that's chicken.
3: That's yours. Um, what else have we been sent then, Sim? Okay, so the next email we've got is from a guy called Safe, and Safe says, hey guys, not a takeaway thing, but I recently discovered and invented or reinvented something magical. So... <laughs>
2: <laughs> literally anything, what's that?
3: Unicorn shoes.
2: <laughs> what, what, what's he invented that's magical? I, 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 I'm gonna go in there and say it isn't magical. I, I'm not to sort of preempt what's coming, it definitely isn't magic. Okay, let's find out.
3: Okay, so I was at the cinema eating my cheesy nachos and jalapenos, and the nachos finished, but I had loads of cheese left over salty, spicy cheese. Yeah, I grabbed a handful of my sweet and salty popcorn and put it in the nachos tray and mixed it up. (sighs) Wow. He says, wow. Wow. I can say it was the best thing I've ever eaten in the cinema. I will be getting a pot and a tray next time and mixing it myself. I hope no one behind me saw what I was doing. That is such a good idea. Magical. (laughs) magic that is up there with unicorn shoes i was quite yeah. right to suggest that so what do you think of, so would you go for that sim personally i think it's brave even you just going for the nachos in this cinema yeah. and i always want to but i always think oh god am i gonna be the guys going for the nachos as well as a grab bag of sweets as well as, <laughs> as a popcorn and a big thing of cola? It's, it's a lot right getting the nachos is a lot so yeah. i've never really mixed my popcorn with other things but okay I'm very happy to try this out. But
2: you can see how it worked, though. A couple of things on this. I mean, first of all, if, if you're getting popcorn and nachos, judging by cinema prices, I can only assume this man is a billionaire. That's incredible to be
0: getting <laughs> both of those.
2: <laughs> and then returning to his 32-bedroom house in Hampstead. <laughs> I'm big into this idea. Anyway, I really am. So I think, that, I think that's an awesome idea. I would genuinely I genuinely will try that next time at the cinema, and I, I will report back on that. Um, as always, guys, thank you so much for the stuff you've been sending in. Sorry I can't get to all of it, but do keep uh, sending stuff in. As I say, we, we'd love to hear your delivery app ideas. That would be great. Um, we'd also like to hear... Anything you want to sort of talk about in terms of the world of takeaway? Are there embarrassing things that happen? Are there weird food combinations you like? Are there things you want to get off your chest? Anything takeaway based? Do contact us on hello at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast And in fact, why not listen to all the ways you can get in contact here?
3: You can follow us on Insta on My Favorite Takeaway Podcast, on Twitter on Fav Takeaway Pod. Or email us, hello at takeawaypodcast.com. Right, next up is our amazing guest, Phil Wang. His book, Side Splitter is out now and getting rave reviews, as is his Netflix special, Philly Philly Wang Wang. Tom and I ate some Malaysian food with him in his flat in Paddington, which was on the 10th floor and there was no lift. But we got up there and we sat around his kitchen table and we enjoyed some wonderful cuisine that he was very, very passionate about. It was a great conversation and I uh, can't wait for you to hear it.
0: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection.
2: incredible pleasure of being in Phil Wang's uh, lovely flat yes. who's let us in. Yes, Thank yes. Thank you very much for that. Thank you well, very you much did, Phil. You did strong arm me. Um, so uh, tell us about where we've, yeah. we've ordered so from. So
4: um, this is from a place called Putera Puteri, which is Malay for princes and princesses I think. Oh. And it's a Malaysian place, it's near, it's in Bayswater. And I was at a loss one evening and I needed some, some food. This is the alternative opening to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, by the way. OK. <laughs> I was that on yeah. loss, <laughs> one, <some> food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, um, I just really needed some uh, laksa, which is a noodle soup dish, which we're having tonight, and I just looked up laksa on, on the delivery app. And your mama um, got scared, <laughs> <mama was> cos laksa <laughs> can be hot. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, so you were saying, so you, you needed some food? We needed some food. It's a classic story. I needed some food and looked up the food I wanted and, um, and uh, Had the food. suggested Putra putteri which is around the corner. Yeah. I'm always looking for the nearest possible option. Mm. Okay. Ideally, under a mile, at least.
3: Right. So, so when you're, if you're getting stuff on a food app, would you sort things by distance?
4: Um, I think they do, Oh, um, they kind of do that. Oh, no, right. there's four right. subcategories for the absolute. Yeah. There's, there's distance, there's re- distance. Re- This is
3: relevance time. Exactly. Relevance. <laughs> <Irrelevance> <laughs> and, uh, and the average rating one. Yes.
4: Yeah. Well, I tend
3: to sort by distance. It's actually I why I
4: like Putra put, put, is it's, it's relevance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant. So, so this is a laksa here. This, I've just, and they transport noodle soups by separating out the noodle and tofu and prawns and egg in there. Okay. And, yeah. and the soup's in a, a separate. Things you have to pour the soup on top. So, so laksa. I mean, for amazing. those who haven't had it, is it, is it kind of it's, it's quite spicy, or what? What is the? It's sort of... like a coconut curry broth, like a tom yum from sort of Thai, or not y- quite. Yeah, like that? It's, I guess it would be more similar to tom yum, but okay. it's not got the sourness of tom yum. It's, it's a bit heavier. It's coconut milk. Yes. Whereas tom yum is clear, although tom Ka has coconut milk. Okay. Yeah. But this is to, uh, this is uh, laksa. curry coconut milk noodle soup.
3: I can understand say that watching Asian. you do that, Phil. You're obviously someone who knows exactly what they're doing. There's no there was sh- an expertise so and, and precision to that. I think said. anyone else would have literally just probably had their spoon and eaten it out of the plastic container, and then, <laughs> and then eaten that separately. But some... You poured both together. That was a, almost like a chemistry lab experiment. <laughs> it was very there was impressive. A bit
2: before we started recording, when Phil said, "Oh, should I get some plates?", which didn't suggest you were going to be like this. <laughs> oh, the idea that plates came to you is just a novel idea. To you your supper and eat it straight from the box <laughs> <laughs> in your pants in front of Holyoke.
4: but uh, no, this is very that delicate. That's oh, very. Look at that. Oh, so look at that. Um, this is this is me. This is me. Mamak, which is uh, fried noodles.
0: Oh wow! Um,
4: but done in a mamak style, and the mamaks are, are sort of Muslim coffee shops um, where it's all halal. There's no pork or anything, but you still have the noodles combined with the Malay style. So amazing! It's, it's like it, spicy
3: because it, the stuff. shop that we went to is a halal shop. And I think probably most people yeah. don't think of Malaysia as being a, a Muslim country. Yeah. But it is a Muslim country. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. is a Muslim yeah. country. Yeah. yeah. So does yeah. that mean predominantly most food that is halal then? Is that.
4: It depends which part of Malaysia you're in. I grew up in um, Sabah, in Borneo. Bor- Malaysian Borneo is quite Chinese. Okay. So there wouldn't be. A, there's still plenty of halal stuff, so plenty of Malay people. Yeah. But the west of Malaysia is even more so. Okay, But Um, it's not like, it's not enforced on the whole population. Everyone's free to kind of do their own thing. Yeah. But the Malay people are the majority. Okay, So... Uh, What what have we got here? What's that? Now, this next noodle, I've got a bunch of noodle dishes. I've actually got so much food here. Well, we should definitely talk
3: about noodles because you've done a lot of... You feel like you're an expert noodles as well. And that's not just me throwing around as sort of yeah. like generally racist.
4: So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's how people say I'm, I'm Chinese or saying the word. You really, it's <laughs> you like really like how know you your noodles. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. It's <laughs> like how we used to call gay people friends of Dorothy. They said to me, well, let's just say he knows his noodles. <laughs>
2: um, okay, so what was that thing you've just put in the bowl there? I mean,
4: this is... Um, this is a Ho, which is, I go on all, about all the time. And it's my favorite, maybe my favorite Malaysian Chinese dish. Okay. It's fried kway tiao noodles, which are ho fan. Um, but on top is, and there's no decent English translation of this, an egg gravy. Oh wow. Wow. Um, and sort of, as you can see, there's sort of a silky, kind of runny Amazing. egg, cornstarch oh, yeah. kind of
3: gloop. And this was some floaty, this was like floaty egg whitey bits in it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look good. It doesn't look good. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't it looks, look good. It's
4: it, looks, very, it looks mucusy. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and there'll be some seafood and stuff in there. You really couldn't. And again, more, so. I mean, you've seen me do this before. You pour it on top of the noodles. <laughs> so that goes on the. And okay. that goes bang on top. Oh, that oh, is. Oh. God, I'm so looking forward to that. So we've now got the Mimamak, the dry noodles. Yep. We've got the laksa, which is a curry soup noodles. Amazing. And we've got the Wadan hall, which is kind of between the two. It's a. Uh, Noodles with uh, egg gravy. Oh, lovely. Fantastic. And so what's, so in, what's in the brown bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> what's in the bag? Um, in the brown Do bag.
2: You want to take £10,000 cash for what's in the brown bag?
4: <laughs> Ten um, bag. In the bag is fried chicken wings. Oh, amazing. And Malaysia is known in the region for its fried chicken. It's oh, a different really? kind. It's a, yeah, it's a new kind of batter they have. But...
3: And what, is, what makes it a Malaysian fried chicken compared to another?
4: I guess I'll be what's in the batter. It's, I'm not sure. I don't really know enough about it. Yeah. Um yeah, I'll be what's, what the flavoring in the batter is. Okay. Korean fried chicken is fantastic. I had some last yeah, that's week. Quite,
3: that's quite that's quite. probably
4: the best fried chicken I've ever had. It's quite popular I think. here, Korean yes, fried yeah, chicken. It's, it's yeah. really great. But that, that
2: Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah, in here got... we also have uh, a roti.
4: Oh, yes, yes roti john uh, this,
2: this Chennai. What's this here? what, what is roti Chennai? then? That's... Roti
4: Chennai is like it's kind of like an Indian roti but the Malaysian style is puffed up. Yeah. So it's very airy and flaky. Okay. And I guess it's kind of like a chapati or maybe kind of like a...
3: That sort of made sense because Chennai is uh, madras. Okay. It was formerly uh, known as Madras in India, so a, um, uh, uh, Ma- Madras is. was the colonial name. So uh, yeah, yeah this, this would be a sort of Southish Indian...
4: Yeah, and, and um, you've just got a curry sauce to dip it in. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: So you, you you grew up in Malaysia, uh, till the age of 16, is that right? Yeah. Growing up then, so did you have takeaways? What's it like then? Well, when the food, you... food
4: culture in Malaysia is very, much more casual, so like restaurants and stuff are not expensive. Yeah. It's comparable to eating at home, mm-hmm. the cost. Uh, But it's also, it's not like smart or fancy, You, you know, you're eating these places, coffee shops, these coffee jams are just open air. A lot of them just on like by the road they're in parts of these big sprawling shopping sort of complexes okay yeah and they're just like shop lots and you just walk in and out and they're not particularly clean but that's not really the point and it's cheap and there's yeah. no customer service and they're not happy to see you, <laughs> <laughs> you come up, and they, they take your order <laughs> give you your food and they take your money and you go okay but it's great there's really, so it's really no, smile. no smiles. no smiles <laughs> okay, okay. no tips yeah, no yeah, yeah. tips yeah it's the equivalent of going to the pub Okay. Yeah.
3: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
4: it's that kind of social thing. That's
3: and is the food that you take away is it essentially the same that you would eat at home? Malaysia. That's an interesting question because in 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 the UK usually your your takeaways have stuff that you wouldn't make at home. Yeah. so You're sort of getting like a pizza or a burger or something. And that's usually stuff that you wouldn't I make. I think actually
4: it, it isn't food you would have at no. home. No, no, because it's kind of like I think there's an idea that there's a real specialty to it. I mean, like you see the wat there mm. with the noodles and the gloop. I mean, we whisking up that gloop <laughs> at home is a bit. There's a bit much. A bit much <laughs> yeah. To yeah, do yeah. Okay. And with a lot of these issues, there are just so many ingredients yeah. yes. required. It's probably not practical to make it. When
2: you get your takeaway for yourself normally, we're we sat at your table at the moment, uh, which yeah. has, which has an extender in it. So, so that somebody's earning that. Somebody's uh, <laughs> somebody's on TV. <laughs> um, do you, would you normally sit at the table and eat, or are you, mm. what's your takeaway, take-away vibe?
4: Um, we hardly ever sit at the table. It's only like when when we have dinner parties or. Or podcasts. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we have that sort of coffee table in front of the TV, and we just kind of s- we've now got like floor cushions, and we sit on the floor and eat. Uh, and oh, really? Yeah. With the
3: telly on? Or With just... the telly on, baby. Yeah. Okay. At home, would you sit on the f- on the floor and eat if it was a takeaway? Or
4: no, no. Our parents were very much like, "You eat dinner at the table." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. What I I
2: eat on the floor. Cross-legged with a plate and knife and fork. Help yourself well, to, and, to... To the really extent that if Claire and I have a takeaway and we're tickly knackered, sometimes, sometimes you might have it in your bedroom if you're hungover or whatever, oh, I will okay. still I'm sit not... on the floor of our bedroom. Oh. Oh, really? Uh, While she'll remain in the
3: bed. But, but when you're sitting cross-legged, is the plate of food plate of form, on your lap? Or no, the plate no, of food okay. is on the floor. It's not in between. Uh, knife no. and
2: fork. The dips will be arranged around the plate and I'll be sat cross-legged mm. on the floor and Claire will be sort of just sat in the bed thinking, what have I done with my life? <laughs> Do you like egg, by the way? Yeah, Tom? I love yeah. egg. OK. Yeah. Yes. great this, so, looks, this
3: honestly looks this really here,
2: what, good this is, what is this one? this is, is Luxa. okay is the curry fantastic the okay so so you, so there there was, there was a culture of takeaway great yeah and, and and so your family did you did you have takeaways often who decided what was what was the sort of the, the vibe did you get to choose what you wanted when you were a kid or?
4: um no well, we, we, if we wanted like to, to eat something special yeah we'd just go out we'd get in the car and we'd drive to the coffee shop that did it and mm-hmm. we'd have dinner there um, from time to time, dad would bring stuff home. If he was out in the town and he saw something he like, he'd just bring it back. But that was kind of.
3: Oh, that's quite. Was that like a fun treat? Was ever like. Yeah, a
4: fun like... treat that you had quite regularly. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Which is the best kind of treat. I think. <laughs> okay, yeah.
3: I love this. I'm just trying to. This, this is nap. really good. That's a, that's it's really, a... really creamy, and then it's also quite. Spicy. It's got a lovely heat to it. It's beautiful, it's well, yeah, yeah.
4: Was it nice? It's really, yeah, really, nice. really good. It's really nice. Mm, it's a lovely heat to that.
3: Phil, so I've just noticed that you're bringing your bowl to your chin. Yeah. Rather than most English people, is always head to bowl. And that's, I didn't know if that was a thing or.
4: I think definitely a Chinese thing. Yeah. bring the bowl. Yeah, the Chinese are real neat freaks and clean mm. freaks. And so it's all about bringing it up. Because otherwise you're just slurping about. Mm. Oh,
3: yeah. So how do you, you.
4: how do you rate my, my technique? beautiful you look at this, is this. Am I gripping chopstick my toxics right? I've got my thumb across the. Yeah, middle. I mean, you. That's like textbook.
2: Is it really? Yeah. Oh. My mine is
4: really bad. When I go home, my Chinese relatives will make fun of me for how bad my. Do they? Yeah. When I was growing up, people commented on my chopstick technique as being weird. (laughs) When they come
2: here, do you comment on the knife and fork technique? (laughs) uh, (laughs) Actually, the fork is supposed to be upturned. Really, that is—that's the way. (laughs) So, um, let's say when you were at university, the first time you had food and you had a chance to sort of buy your own takeaways and stuff like this. Yeah. What was your? How did you
4: approach that sort of freedom? I went to university. Cambridge and King's College, and you've got halls there, and they're catered all the time. Yeah. And I was too lazy and too busy with the degree to cook for most of it, so I just went there. Okay. Basically every night. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a cafeteria. In my last year, I moved to a place that they had a kitchen, and yeah, I mean, I, I dabbled in cooking, but is that sort of halfway cooking. Okay. Of like, I'd go and buy a pack of ravioli and a Lloyd Grossman, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'd it up by throwing in. Like slices of chorizo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah, look at me. <laughs> you know that meme of the dog in the science lab? Yeah, I was hey, going, I'm cooking.
3: I, I grew up in a household that basically you were taught how to cook certain staple Indian food. Mm. Do you cook much at home? Do you have like a staple? Or do you cook much M- M- Malaysian food? Uh,
4: yes. Yeah, yeah. It's quite hard to get the ingredients. It's getting easier now. So I've got like a jar of sambal and um, that really helps. And I learned Chinese food, and I got myself a proper wok from Chinatown recently, which I love, mm-hmm. and I seasoned, you know? Oh really? Means, what does that mean? It means you coat it in oil, and you heat it up, and, and then you wipe it off, and you coat it in oil again, you heat it up, and it just and you do that again and again, and the, the metal starts to blacken as it soaks up all this oil, mm-hmm. and it becomes nonstick. Oh, and wow. That's cool. And what, what do you do? You just... You really heat it up until it starts steaming. So, oh, really? And okay. You, and you, you see the colour of the, the metal
2: change. Okay, you're also supposed to... Apparently, you're supposed to not clean your wok as well that's the other thing it's supposed to, you're supposed mm. to put heat high heat with oil through it afterwards and then never basically never put water on it is that right yeah
4: i don't go that far okay right. I, do, I do wash it i must be messing it up
2: see i i'm i'm so sort of nervous about hygiene stuff like for example like takeaway that's been in the fridge would, would you risk having that a couple of days
4: afterwards or food are you because i'm so like oh definitely i uh, for lunch mm. today i heated up an old takeaway chinese aubergine dish right oh. and boiled some rice and fried an egg Lovely. Yeah, delicious. Some soy sauce, some chilli oil on top. Very like old Chinese uncle style yeah, yeah, yeah. eating, but um, it was great. If you're doing a gig and you
3: come back late at night, mm. do you have like a craving of like a certain type of food that you need? or Is it something that you eat? Is there a drunken or guilty pleasure takeaway order that you'd make or, or would you do your own thing?
4: I, if I can hit up a, a KFC, that's ideal. But that's I, I, feel, I will feel terrible afterwards. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I love fast food and, being a stand-up is terrible for it. Like yeah. my, in my twenties, just the number of like kebabs and shit I was eating—terrible, isn't it? It's that thing of coming back from a gig at two in the morning. It's all that's open.
2: Yeah, exactly. But then I sort of slightly—I'd ju- I'd almost avoid eating anything earlier because then I could treat myself to it later if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I go if I have something sensible <laughs> yeah. now, then I won't be able to justify having a kebab at one in the morning. So, so if you're if you're on tour, how are you eating? Are you kind of are you good or are you?
4: you on tour is always a tricky one. I try and I mean they Last time I was on tour, I I was really getting into, like, food and eating and... What food and eating? Like, (laughs) restaurants and stuff, and I'd research research the town before I went and find out what the good restaurants were and try and book and see how late they could go. But it's very, very rare that you can make it work. And I can't eat before I go on stage. I don't know about you. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It will ruin me. It'll make me really... I've done some really shit shows because I've eaten (laughs) just before. And so it's worse than being drunk for me. So I really? would not eat.
3: Is that because you just feel quite heavy on stage and you, and you feel like you can't react quickly? It's all or... the
4: blood is in your stomach and like... Oh, do you think that's what it is? You that's what I've heard, I don't know. So it's not through nerves in that case? It's
2: literally no, some kind of it's just physio- physical
4: reaction? It's just physiological. Yeah, I'm just tired and I'm distracted by the, the weight of my belly. And, <laughs> okay. And my, you know, my, I can't think and like... I'm, I feel like your body yeah. wants to go to sleep. After you eat a lot and after have, you have sex, your body's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty major objective. Complete. We
3: can, <laughs> we can probably shut down for the day now.
4: The thing is, maybe if, if I was able delicious. to. This is nice. So this this is is, we moved on to. So this, this is mee mamak. So it's like mm. it's it's fried noodles, fried Chinese noodles, but with some Malay Indian seasoning. So, so all, he, all of Malaysian food is about this fusion yeah. of Malay, Indian, and Chinese. Which is why you get noodles and curry
3: and... What I love about this is that all that flavour is basically stuck to the noodle. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, a soupy, saucy sort of noodle, where, and the sauce is where the flavour is, but the, the sort of carb is just there to bulk it out. Yeah. The carb and the flavour is mixed together. It, it's like when you're cooking pa- uh, spaghetti or pasta yeah, al dente yeah, yeah. so that you can then get all that juice soaking yeah. into the in, into the carb. That's exactly what you've got Once here. Once
2: again, there's a, there's a nice heat running through it. I mean, is Malaysian yeah. food hot in general or is it...
4: The Malay stuff is hot in general, and the Chinese stuff, not always. So this gloopy noodles, won't, this isn't hot. Okay. But the, 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 the Malay influence and everything <clears throat> makes things spicy, yeah.
2: And how are you with heat? I love it. I am obsessed, mm. like
4: obsessed. I've actually had to wean myself off I used to just, I used to, carry, I used to carry around like Tabasco, I used to throw Tabasco on everything. On meals like this I would throw Tabasco on top.
2: As a student, Tabasco is a great way of hiding terrible cooking, <laughs> If you just <laughs>
0: obliterate it
2: with sort of
3: heat. But as, I think it was you, Craig, was you, you were saying like, you have to, use if you're with people who don't like heat, you basically have to go down to their spice level, you can't bring them up to you.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, it's always disappointing when, it's, when you're with someone, you're trying to get to know someone, and they're like, oh, I don't we really like spice. Yeah,
3: you are, It's it, obviously fine, there's always a part
4: of me that goes, oh,
3: yeah, hundred percent.
2: These noodles are fantastic. So, mm. so this the Edinburgh Noodle Award thing you you you're running every year. <laughs> so what is that? It's, 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 so it's every year you, you're reviewing the, the noodle places in Edinburgh. Is that right? And it's hosting um, the assembly, but is that right? There's like three
4: thousand people <laughs> at the Edinburgh. it. <laughs> it started to overshadow the comedy award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not that I think. It has gone far, but I, it feels like it has gone too far. Okay. Um, <laughs> one year in Edinburgh, I, I, I discovered this place called uh, Noodles and Dumplings, which was a Chinese place that did, uh, um, that did well, noodles and dumplings. <laughs> and I got a bowl of uh, wonton noodle soup. Yeah. And it was just fantastic, it was so good. And it was like a different quality from anything else I'd had in, in, in the UK. And so I just tweeted, you have to go to you have to go to anyone, everyone in town. Because all these people, everyone you know yeah. is in one yeah. city for a month. Yeah. So suddenly there's this real sense of community, even on something like social media. And so I was like, guys, you gotta go to this. I give it five bowls out of five. That's like a joke. I'll give it five rice bowls out of five. And people started going. And every time I walk past the restaurant, someone would come out and say, Thanks for the tip, it's great. And and then I was like, Well, this is something to do, is an excuse to hit up all the Asian yeah, places. Because yeah. Edinburgh is really good for Asian food.
2: I find it what's interesting about Edinburgh is that Often people will lazily go to places that aren't that good, and they go there yeah. all the time. And I'm not going to say it. But there's a particular noodle place that isn't very good, which is between the two main comedy venues that is always packed. And mm. you might know the one I'm talking to. I, I don't do. want to mention places, but place. people just lazily go there, maybe because they're just rushing to shows or whatever. But there's so much good food in Edinburgh, but at festivals that, that people that just one, don't
4: care. Now one noodle place is was very popular during Edinburgh because it's so convenient. It comes in a box. You line yeah. up. It's like a subway. Yeah, exactly. and, and it's, it's become like an institution. Comedians love it. And by one year I, I decided I'm. I'm going gonna, gonna to take on this beast. And I went and I reviewed it and I gave it, I think, two or three bowls out of five. Okay. And the abuse I got from comedians <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then I started doing it. at Edinburgh, all, all over town and stuff. And and people were following it and people were going to, to the places I tweeted about. And it was just a nice excuse to go and eat places. And then at the end, it was kind of a joke. As all the award, comedy awards came out, <laughs> I thought, I'll, I'll reflect it with... My yeah. noodle awards. So like, I remember is it the, true that
2: Aks got nominated for the noodle Bar? or well, they didn't? <laughs> He's never won. He's never won. Yeah. I, remember, <laughs>
4: and I remember like one year. Do you remember the year the award was split between Hannah Gadsby yeah, course, and, yeah, yeah. and John Robbins? of course. Yeah. So that year, the noodle award had to be split as well. <laughs> so it, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. You always have to kind of try to reflect. <laughs> ah, that's really the So what's, what's
2: the art to finding good noodles? Then is there a trick to finding these
3: places?
4: Or is what's, it a, of, yeah, what's
3: what's the what's the criteria? I mean, yeah. the top
4: trick, and it's no surprise look for where the Asian people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look in the window and it's full of Chinese people, it's, it's probably all going to be okay. That was okay, the same yeah, with yeah. this
3: place that, that, that we were in now. There oh, was really? A, yeah, there were two families in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mean, yeah Malaysian. Malaysian families, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Malaysian families. I mean, I think that's
4: just a good rule of thumb for anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Good for English, just look for loads of pasty white.
0: Yeah.
4: These <laughs> <laughs> so are the chicken, the, yeah. the chicken yeah. where he says, I am goreng, which just okay. means fried chicken. Okay, wonderful. Looks amazing. Mmm. Mmm, yeah, that's it. What's special about the Malaysian chicken wings mm. is the marinade. Marinade, so OK. Can, oh, it's got a real fragrant... Mmm, well, so oh, It goes through all the way through the, the meat.
2: The texture's different as well. It's got less... It's not like a panko sort of texture. It's a bit... It's quite thin. Batter. Thin, yeah. yeah it's, thin it's, it's, it's more subtle than that, but that's, that's really, really
3: nice. I mean, this might be the wrong adjective, but it's quite floral in a way. Yes. There's this, um, Aromatic. There's an aromaticness to it that isn't... Usually you have a sort of it's a sort of barbecue taste or it's a sort mm. of spicy taste, so that overwhelms everything, but this is not that. No. It's quite subtle. It is, isn't it? It is slightly floral.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, it's very floral. That's a very good
3: word for it. Um,
2: well, mm-hmm. there was a time very recently you had to be conjuring up words like that when you were a, uh, a judge on Great British Menu. Mm. <laughs> you, floral, the sort of thing you probably would have said. How was that? And I mean, what's it like being critical of people's food and so on? Like
4: that it turns out, I actually find it too easy to be critical of people's food. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Yeah. I, I turned out I'd, I'd been really mean with the marking. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, at the end of the episode, you can see my mark is the lowest. Right. But I'd gone in full Asian parent. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing exam style marking. If it failed, is below a five. Because fifty percent is pass, yeah, um, and then like ninety nine nine is ninety percent. I mean, you're really excelling up there. So I was too mean, and I, when I found out, when I saw the other people's score, other judges' scores, the guys have been doing it for so many seasons. I was like, ooh. So what was the, uh, what, what was the harshest you were? I don't. I honestly don't want to say. Okay, <laughs> if I if I end up at one of these, did you get rest- physical? <laughs> <laughs> if I end up at one of these restaurants of the, these chefs, and they they know. I don't want poison in my food. <laughs> yeah, um, um, But yeah, I, I mean, I was a real bastard. Uh, but it, it was really nice. It was really nice. I, what happened was I took the food judging element far too seriously. Okay. <laughs> far too seriously. Yeah. Like James Acaster said to me afterwards at, at, at the banquet dinner, he was like, you know they booked you because you're meant to be funny, right? They're not like... <laughs> They're not trying to get <laughs> a Michelin star. Off. Do you go in there with a sort
2: of swagger off the back of the Edinburgh Noodle Awards and you thought, they're going to, f- they <laughs> well, know who I am and they're a- going to feel my wrath? I thought
3: that was why. It <laughs> was what? It's the noodle guy.
2: quivering. <laughs> so <So incredible>. <laughs> I mean, how were the other judges reacting when you were giving your absolute slamming <laughs> Whoa, comments? Whoa, like? Phil. What Phil what they? They, okay, wow.
4: It wasn't slamming comments, it was just the numbers. Were just numbers, okay. So, okay. We, um,
3: when you're tasting the food, how many bites are you having because you're watching this stuff and basically mm. you're just being sent meal after meal after meal. Yeah. So presumably you're not eating the whole meal. You right? can. It's up to you. Is Is it, it up you to you, you can finish uh, the you whole thing. You finished
4: off the first bite each
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> Spatted across the table. Leave no. the plate clean. It's a two.
4: What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have been known to finish meals. I don't like them. I, 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 I'm a real glutton. I can eat and eat. Really? But I, I mean, it's something like I hated it. They were really good. And I, I, did, I did finish most of them. I mean, a couple of them were absolutely insanely good. Yeah. Um, like nothing I'd ever had.
2: And are you stuffed by the end of it? Are you, uh, as the final things are coming out, is it a struggle or are you?
4: M- well, my episode, my week was starters, okay. which is yeah. ideal for of oh, a yeah. yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like having a tasting menu all day, really. Yeah. I go as far as I
2: almost prefer starters to mains. As, a, as, Interesting. A, as an ongoing yeah. thing. And I have a friend when he goes out, he he orders his uh, main course first, and then rather than having pudding, will then have starters afterwards if he has space. Wow. So, because he thinks wow. pudding Mames is the weakest. Name and shame. shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> Name and shame.
2: But Please. we'll, yeah.
3: But, but, but I suppose that's because, like, Starters always feel like there's a bit. Of, there's a bit of fun to a starter. There yeah. is, yeah. There's a bit of. There's a sort of gentle bit of like. Some and maybe experience. It's, maybe it's partly because it feels like when I was younger, like you didn't always ask for a starter. Like, I? Are we, are we having starters? Okay, are we having yeah. Starters. You're always gonna have a main. Obviously you're going to have a main, but it's like, yeah. do we have starters? Do we not have starters? And I think that's really I think that's probably why I think, oh, I'm a grown-up now. I they can feel have like a treat. I fucking like. Some like people <laughs> starters all
2: the time, thanks! Yeah, there's probably some truth in that actually. They do feel like more of a treat, yeah. don't they? Though? They're a thing that you. I think in Asian food, especially, I think there's, there's so many great starters. There's so many good things you can yeah, go from, from across the various cuisines.
3: I'm distracted by Phil again. Yeah. Very okay. Expertly. We're getting. What is this? This so, is I'm, the. I'm now
4: serving up the glue. The glue The wadon which um, yeah. wat, watan, which means, what is sort of like gloopy, basically. What yeah. is like silky, so silky egg. So are
2: you all about mouthfeel and all this sort of stuff? Are you someone who yeah. cares about that aspect? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: Chinese people are really into texture. And what is
2: it, what, what textures do you find you like most?
4: Well, I guess it depends how you feel, and it's the same for everyone. I think even in the UK, like, if, if it's cold, you want... You want something coating, you want like a soup, mm. you want something that gets around your mouth and soothes you and yeah. feels like it's everywhere at once when you eat it. So like Wodanhorn would be really nice in the winter. The mouthfeel that I'm obsessed
2: with is uh, the numbing feeling of Sichuanese food. Wow, that you is, like Sichuan peppers? I love it so really? much. Yeah, so That's much. So the hotter the better. And also, I also like the chocolate, like, like maple tofu, those sort of things, but I, I really love that heat of Sichuan peppers, I'm like gongbao or whatever.
4: It's weird because it's not really like a heat, Sichuan peppercorn. It's it, weird. It's isn't like it? a tingling, yeah. sort of it's anesthetic. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. it, it numbs you. Like an and the first time I had it was in Hong Kong, a place that put like five pounds of Sichuan peppercorns in every dish. And <laughs> it was way too much for me. And I really didn't like it.
3: Yeah, I, I had the same thing when I went to a Sichuan place recently. Actually, I, I was in. I went to Sichuan ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, um oh, wow. it, And that was actually quite incredible. When I had it again recently, I found it all a bit one note. Mm. Really we had a know. nice
2: one when we went together. We, we had, did. had cloud, oh, ear yeah. fungus and stuff like that, which we Ooh. really enjoyed, yeah.
4: Well, good on you getting fungus. So
3: yeah,
2: yeah. It, was, it was really good. Okay, so we're gonna try the, this is the... the well done, gus, This is Loopy the Loopy noodles. Bloopy noodles, okay, here we go. Oh, I've never really had anything like that before. Mm. That's
4: mm. really, it's mm. a bit like, like it. it. Mm. That is. It's really nice. the best thing that I've had. You reckon? Yeah, love it. That, I'm so glad. I'm I, so glad. I love this. That is really this nice. This is really good. It's it's sort of sat in a mm. between two things.
2: I, I, like it's, it has a sort of soupy, like a thick. what be the, like a hot and spicy soup you might have from a Chinese mm. restaurants like that. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere in the it's, terms it's, of the texture of that. That's right.
3: It's like it's in a very gloopy soup. Yeah, this is really nice. Mm. It's just because it, it's such a warming flavour. Yeah, and it's it's mild yet it just seems to be full of depth, which is quite which is quite an odd sort of mix. It's got more garlic, I guess.
4: Yeah. Like yeah. So how would this be made then? So
2: so this is so it's Not. noodles, and it that was I imagine egg white, and I try hard to work out what it is that
4: where that what that gelatinous stuff. I've never made it myself, that So the noodles are just normal fried noodles, dry.
2: Okay, right. Yeah. You cook them separately,
4: and then you come up with the the base and the toppings and the seafood and the chicken and the vegetables, and the sauce is like. It's kind of a corn flour starchy kind of it's sauce really good. with an egg very, very lightly cooked into it.
2: I, this isn't supposed to be criticism but had I been given this when I was 14, I'd have gone, what the hell oh, yeah. is mm. that? Mm. But it's because
4: it's, it's a sort of slightly... It looks like noodles and mucus. Yes. I mean, there's no other way <laughs> no. of it. Oh, no. It looks like
3: noodles and mucus. But that is delicious. It's a gloopy, you know, if you were being generous, you'd call it silky, but you know it's
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a gloopy, mucusy sort of... Yeah, but God, it's very so nice. lovely. It's such a great. It's a very. I would have this on a winter's day without a shadow of a doubt.
4: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. In terms of food, generally then, so uh, is is there stuff you aren't into? Are there things you you hate? Are there others or the only thing in my life that I cannot
4: eat is cooked salmon. Okay, oh, yeah. I will, I will couldn't regret, agree more. Really, it's so gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. If it's you bake, awful. if you the smell of baked salmon. My, sometimes yeah, yeah, my sister yeah. will do it just to punk me. She'll bake salmon, and it's this, <laughs> it makes me. Ugh, I hate it so much. Which is, I love raw salmon. This is the most privileged thing I've ever
2: gonna say, but it's it, it reminds I love me of bad catering,
4: <laughs> <laughs> which makes me right. sound like a twat.
3: <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. when you're working yeah. on a show and like, oh, yeah. what's for dinner? Yeah. And the option yeah. yeah. salmon, and you're like, <laughs> yeah un- unravel the four and it's just got these white bits stuck to the side. The white bits. What <laughs> are the white bits?
2: So <laughs> but it looks like it's it's losing the life, it's losing the will. It's got the colour has gone from it. Like exactly, I smoked yeah. salmon, I love smoked salmon that rich pink and, the, you know, the flavour all, but there's something about,
4: I don't know. That's exactly, it. It, it, it's got a, yeah, it, it's got an anemic colour mm. to it. it yeah. The, the weird white, that weird white <laughs> liquid is formed around it. But people love it. But I, I like raw salmon. You're also interesting about raw salmon, salmon sashimi and sushi. It was invented in the 80s by Norway. Japanese oh. don't eat raw salmon. To them, oh, really? to them it's gross, to them it's like eating raw chicken. But Norway had these um, great uh, salmon subsidies and they just and they'd overfish salmon they all the warehouses just full of frozen salmon and they needed someone to sell it to. Yeah. And they sent a guy to Japan and they're like you got you have you have got to try salmon sushi. <laughs> so it wasn't And
2: they the the 80s? wouldn't do it.
4: They would, yeah, in the, the 80s. And this guy just kept at it. You got to have, it, you got to try it. And eventually one Japanese supermarket stocked it and it just took off from there. But they had to find a way cuz the salmon in Japanese waters have a parasite in them. Okay. So they can't be eaten raw but I think the ones maybe in you Norway can, but, but there's obviously a, a
2: culture of tuna sashimi and
4: you know, that at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. so thing. you'd have rotu now, but your salmon though, they're like, mm, no, no, you're about
2: it. And then it took on.
3: God, yeah. that is really interesting.
4: Well,
2: well, oh, well. That white stuff on the salmon, this is, you want, when you have a child, when your child is first born, oh, it's yeah. covered
4: in stuff like that. Were you like when you saw your baby, were you like,
3: "Where have I seen that wine? <laughs> oh yeah, catering. I just seen a couple of boiled asparagus with that and a little slice of lemon. Um, and what about so, well,
2: that, that, do you hate that? I mean, are there are there things that you love but you're aware are weird that you love? Like, I'll give you my example. The thing I really like, I like. Oreos with salt and vinegar crisps and milk at the same time. I find that combination unbelievably good. It's the salt, the vinegar, the sweetness. Oreos, salt and vinegar crisps crisps, and milk. With a glass of milk at the same time. Sat on the floor watching the telly. I love that. It's such a Hold
3: complicated. On, what, okay, so what's the order here? Dunk the
4: Oreo, twist the crisp. <laughs>
2: um, no, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, Oreo dunked in the mouth, then it's milk, then it's salted. Oreo the crisp. dunked in the mouth. Uh, dunked and then in the mouth. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, fill the mouth with milk and then lean back and <laughs> dunk the Oreo Dun into the mouth. I mean, no, uh, but it's So the, the crisp for the chaser. Yeah. the crisp of the change. I mean, are you swallowing a whole or are you crunching it first? Yeah, oh. but the, it's, it's the, the the vinegar, the sort of the sharpness of the vinegar, the sweetness of the the Oreos, the milk. I mean, if any listeners who want to try it, do try it and, and contact the show yeah. um, and tell, tell me what you think. But I, I do, I find it just amazing. It's really exciting, and uh, you've got to be brave. you brave. you've, got to yeah, you've spoken things.
3: about this combination with more passion than you have anything. To do here.
4: <laughs> I really like crisps with a cup of tea, but I thought that was Did weird. But, I mean. Compared yeah, that seems to that's, that's fine. That's isn't it? Absolutely normal. But I guess yeah. crisps and tea is not something you put together. See, that about. feels no. weird to me. Well, no, that that's actually a hot drink
2: and a packet of crisps. Yeah. That feels weird. I don't really? think it's that weird, is it? I feel like sort of, think of. thing it's weird if you
3: dump your tea, your are in the tea. They, they give, give know you like, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. if you're in the medical tent at Glastonbury at five in the morning, <laughs> they go, "You're going to be all right. They'll give you a cup of tea and a packet <laughs> of
4: crisps." <laughs> <laughs> so you okay? So crisps, what crisps with uh, the tea? Oh, this is where I've changed you know and I think that's a sign I'm getting old the crisp flavor I love now that I love is ready salted oh, Yeah, it's good mate. man this I love it. so bad cup I of tea to, and ready I, salted crisp. Love... what are you like a 94 year old victor I've just matured I, I started matured. off with salt and vinegar salt and vinegar then it's a, bit, it's a bit much actually, it's a bit too much going on there with yeah. the vinegar. Then cheese and onion, I was like, mmm, I like the depth of flavour of this. Yeah. And then after that I was like, well, this is a bit overpowering. <laughs> but, and now I'm shreddy salted all the way. What about sort of like
2: takeaway disasters? Are you quite successful in what you, are you order any times it's ever gone wrong? Are you the sort of person that
4: nails it every time? Or? Oh, no, no. Yeah, the, um, recently this lockdown actually, well not this lockdown, but this pandemic, um, ordered from a Chinese place that I love. They yeah. usually do really good, really good Chinese stuff. But on the menu is um, Malaysian curry chicken with rice. I was like, oh, it's out of their wheelhouse, but they're good. I trust them. Okay. And I got the Malaysian chicken curry rice and it was awful. It was really bad. Yeah. Just bony, grizzly chicken. The rice was, well the rice was just rice, but then the curry sauce was just kind of thick and kind of tasteless. And I was like, you really this <laughs> You idiot, you stupid. You knew this wasn't going to work. <laughs> Why did you order a Malaysian dish from a Chinese? You knew this wasn't going to
2: work. Yeah. Well, that's really nice food. Uh, so, uh, what, so, what have we tried here? Was there anything yeah, else well, left? The last yeah. is the roti canai.
4: Okay, let's try this Let's then. try this. So, oh. what am I supposed to be putting it's the roti really... into? Well, you can think... actually, you could dip in the sambal, actually. You'll yeah. be okay. all right. Uh, but, you can, but it's mainly supposed to be for the curry. Yeah, I'll take it's one. A lovely texture to this face. bread. Yeah. Okay, we'll, try, we'll give this a go. So, sambal is a Malaysian-Indonesian thing. Mm. And it's a chilli paste with fermented shrimp. There's a heat to that. It's very Yeah, the catchphrase of the episode. Wow. It's very spicy, but it's just a lot of chilli and and fermented shrimp all Mm. ground together. Mm. That is so good. Which one is that? The curry. It's quite an unusual flavour. No, very good. I don't know where the heat is. Yeah, it's very tangy this one. It is tangy, yeah. I've not had a sambal like this. It's
3: exactly this sort of gravy where you don't really need any meat. What do you think with it? A potato would be fine. That is lovely. Mm. Just, just to bulk it out because the sauce is so good.
2: Is this something you'd, you'd ever have for breakfast in Malaysia? This Rotatana? Rotatana. Yeah,
3: I Yeah, tell you
4: quite breakfasty. Yeah. Okay. That's really, good. Do you have, really would you
3: have like a, an omelette wrapped up inside the middle of it? Without exactly. just created that. There, there, are that. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> there probably is an option.
4: There's a kind of, I think it's sort of like a, a sort of r- r- joke in Malaysia that at the Mamak you can sort of, you can order anything you can order any type of roti and they'll do it They're, whatever you want okay. to put in that roti yeah. they'll put it in there so i think yeah um, an egg one is quite a normal one yeah crack an egg into it. yeah
3: excellent food this is so good for you I'm completely it really well oh really yeah really really well i'm so
4: glad uh, it's nice to
2: experience this because i didn't know much about malaysian foods and it's uh oh yeah malaysia food is the
4: best it's just the best and i got so fat as a kid you can see why i was just i i got so <laughs> fat like <laughs> When I was 11 years old, I was, like, spherical. I was so fat. Because I would just eat, like... Like, you know I've ordered all these different things to share? Yeah. The share part is new for me. You know, when I was a kid, <laughs> I would order, like, this. And I would just eat it and stuff. I just... But it's so hard not to because it's, it's so good. And what's interesting is that it, it replaces booze in Malaysia. I mean people That's drink, people drink but well, not very much. Instead you go out and you eat. Yeah, well this is absolutely
3: delicious. I want to say this is, this yeah. is without a doubt one of the best meals I've had. It's wow, really? absolutely yeah. delicious. Yeah. Well, it's one, really one of the best takeaways I've ever had. Wow. Uh, it's really, wow. really, really, really good. What was your feel, favorite what was your favorite feel, dish? It was the, the done yeah, yes. yeah. It was the The watara, the 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 sort of gloopy, eggy, mucousy, noodley dish that I just think was warming and really full of flavour and really just sort of a, a nice hearty meal. It was great.
2: Why couldn't you say stuff like that on Great British Menus? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: that's, that's lovely. Um, However, I will mark it two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, really,
2: really good. Uh, fantastic food. So, um, the place is called... The place... Oh, this is Puttara in in um, West London. Superb food. And uh, thank you, Phil. That was a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Phil.
4: Thank you, guys. Delish! <laughs>
2: So that was the brilliant Phil Wang there. Um, Loved chatting to him. The food was awesome and so many things I'd never tried before. Just just loved it. Do you enjoy it, Tim?
3: Oh, absolutely loved it. I mean, honestly, I just think I could eat that again right now. I could eat it tomorrow, I could eat it the day after. I now now hear the word gloop and I immediately get hungry. Who thought that would ever happen? Um,
2: If you've enjoyed the show or you're enjoying the show in general, um, it would mean the world to us uh, if you could leave us a review. It really has a great benefit and a great effect on the show. And we just want to spread the word and tell your friends about it as well, because we have so many great people coming up, uh, including next week, Simran. Who do we have? It's It's an absolute banker next
3: week. It's unbelievable. We have one of the best comedians in the country. The world, has, I say. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, in the world. Uh, he's had his own Netflix shows. Uh, he's been on What on the Week, Taskmaster, 8 out of 10 cats, Would I Lie to You? Uh, he is one of the uh, most critically acclaimed comics in the country, in the world. And he is the host, alongside Ed Gamble, of Off Menu. It is, of, of course... The wonderful James A. Caster. So we are really looking forward to that. It's a wonderful chat that we have with him in his uh, flat in South London. And uh, can't wait for you to listen to it. Tune in. Do tune in.
2: Let's say bye together in unison so we seem really slick. It's in round in three, okay. two, one.
3: Bye. 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 <laughs> bye. Oh, dear. Pity.